Ladies and germs, today's episode is going to mainly focus um, on essentially rewriting last episode. <laughs> Maybe less so rewriting and more so like a spin-off sort of deal. Because I'm opening with touching on the Scrubs theme again. Um, and as you've seen the title, I'm sure you recognize that we're eventually going to get into Hobo Johnson's second album of the week. <laughs> but touch on that first. I made it into the second season of Scrubs. And they have an extended intro. Um, and I gave a lot of praise to that, uh, to the to the, the original Scrubs intro. Um, but man, I hate the, the extended intro. And that's peculiar, because I listened to the full song. And I really like the full song. So I like the full song Superman. I think it's by like Laszlo Bain or something like that. I, I'm trying to remember exactly the name of the... I think it's something like that. Um, but it's by someone like that. Um, and I like the very short version of the intro, but when it comes to the, uh, the, this like weird sort of like pseudo, pseudo's not the word I want. It's just this weird middle ground sort of extended intro. I really don't like it. <laughs> um, maybe that's just me being picky. Uh, hello everyone. I am living in your backyard. Welcome to Tap Boom. Uh, Carter Gunn speaking. Today we're going to hop into Hobo Johnson's uh, second album of the week. Um, if you recall, I was talking about um, Hobo Johnson, the revenge of Hobo Johnson. Um, and this song was very like political, talked about, <laughs> as you would imagine, politics, um, religion, mental health. Um, it, and it kind of, exp it was very raw. Um, there was a lot of like just screams and um, it felt very intimate like a lot of it was just acoustic guitar and Hobo Johnson right um, and there's definitely value in that uh, I overall enjoyed it um, I think I enjoyed a little bit less with some time to reflect on it now I've listened to them a little bit more and some of the value has gone away I think what he's saying is still very um, insightful and important but um, some of just the enjoyment of actually just listening to the songs is, you know, gone. Um, but what I want to touch on is the last song. Uh, it's called Outro. Um, and I called it a meme last uh, <laughs> when, I, when I was listening to it. Um, because it's, it sounded like this ridiculous sort of uh, advertisement for these hypothetical future works. One song was, I think, All I See Is Poop. <laughs> And um, Jeff Bezos was the name of another song. Just a bunch of really peculiar names. Um, and so I just assumed it was a meme. Drake Diss, that was another one. And then he drops an album. <laughs> he drops an album called uh, Hobo Johnson Alienates His Fanbase. Let me check. Yes, Alienates His Fanbase. Um, and that was an actual trailer for an album he was going to release later this week. What's going on? Listen, as much as I liked that last album, I was not expecting to do another Hobo Johnson review, like, a few days later. <laughs> um, I was actually looking to um, do a review of a music theory course with uh, Allison.com. Fortunately, that's going to have to come up uh, 
in episode six. But the that topic was actually voted on by my Patreon. Um, so recently, I opened a Patreon account. Um, I have four tiers. There is, I think it's alto, tenor, baritone, and contrabass. <laughs> um, and you know, with my Patreon, you can have your name listed at the end of every every episode of Tenor Boom. Uh, you can vote on the topic of future episodes. Uh, you get an exclusive episode per month, Tenor Boom, that will only be going up on Patreon. Uh, you get to have input on future musical pieces that I put out. Um, and you just get to be part of a, a really close-knit community um, and have some input into the future of this podcast. Um, it, it really helps to, uh, you know, help me do this long term. Uh, Tender Boom is something I love, but going into, you know, school, um, passion projects become harder and harder. And as much passion as I do have for this, um, being able to bring in some income as well is important. So I, uh, that, I think this was a healthy next step for this show, and I hope that uh, you can understand that. And if anyone's willing, my my lowest tier is two dollars and fifty cents a month. Um, so if any of you might be willing to uh, become a patron, uh, the link will be, um, if you're on YouTube, the link will be in the comments down below. Um, but you can find me at Tenor Boom on Patreon. If you're on YouTube, thank you for being here. Uh, make sure to subscribe, drop a like, share, and comment. Um, if you are here on Spotify, thanks for the download, thanks for the stream. Uh, that was a little preemptive. <laughs> I meant to say download it uh, if you wish. Um, make sure to share it. Same goes for Anchor. So with that out of the way, I think we're going to hop right into this album. Um, it is considerably shorter, like 12 minutes or 13 minutes shorter. Um, I think it's only two less songs, though. And let's pray that, well, depending on how good this album is, Let's either pray that we do or do not get a third one. See you around. Okay, so I think immediately this is this is one that uh, was a little bit above my pay grade. I think I used that phrase last time. Um, I had a difficult time understanding it. Um, I know a lot of it talked about. It, it mentioned Marxism a lot um, and kind of how. Jeff Bezos, which is, to my understanding, the owner of Amazon. I hope I didn't just embarrass myself for that. Uh, to make absolute sure, um, Google would load. That would be just absolutely peachy. Um, while I'm waiting for that, though, yeah, it touched on um, how, you know, <laughs> Again, it's kind of hard for me to take that one in for some reason. I had a lot of difficulty understanding that one. Um, a lot about money not bringing happiness. I, I shouldn't say a lot. I know that was touched on. Um, yeah, I really apologize for the lack of insight on this one. Um, let's Google it. Jeff Bezos. Chairman of Amazon. Beautiful. I, I do know some things. Not many, but some things. 
Okay, so perfect. Yeah, I, I had a difficult time understanding this one. I that um, it touched on, you know, money not immediately bringing happiness, and I think him valuing, or he touched on um, pri how it's not good to have private influence of government, I think. Again, I'm, I'm shaky on this one. I guess um, if I have a lack of insight on this one, I can touch on um, the opening song of the last album. Um, I wasn't sure who Anton LaVey was. I ended up trying to guess that Jordan was Anton LaVey, which, you know, in hindsight, I think I was just trying to roll something, you know, off the, off the cuff without really knowing what I was talking about. Um, because I, I read up on it and I was kind of thinking about it in Jordan's house. That sounds more like um, the relationship someone might have with a drug um, or with just some sort of addiction. Um, but that's for that's a whole other can of worms. Um, what I wanted to touch on with the Ant was Anton LaVey. Um, he was the founder of the um, Church of Satan and Satanism. So <laughs> who that was. Um, and yeah, just so I guess his relationship devil is oh wow there's a six minute song i'm just looking through all these songs are really short um until that one huh. okay anyway um i'm gonna move on to the next song here um it's single all i see is poop i'll be back in just a moment thank you this song wrote a very weird line you know i <laughs> it seemed almost from line to line I was going from humored to sad. <laughs> um, this song, you know, it's obviously got sort of a jokey sort of feel to it. I mean, the chorus is, All I see is poop. I'm a piece of shit, you're a piece of shit too. Or something like that. It's, it's something like that. And so obviously there's some, there's a, there's, it's funny, right? But, you know, then he kind of dives into, um, you know, he he's looking at this girl and he's like talking like, oh my gosh, her booty, and like, oh oh my gosh, I love it when she when she walks, and like, and he's kind of talking like that. But then he starts saying like, I love it when she recycles, um, and when she um, does all this and kind of takes care of takes care of the environment, stuff like that. Obviously, a pretty swift turn. Um, and then he just, I know he had a feature on this one, which was kind of cool to see. I, I think it fit. And the, the feature was talking about, uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. He was talking about how, you know, he looks around and it's everything I see, everything I touch, everything I feel. Um, so he's saying he feels awful and he looks around and the world is bad, is, is essentially the takeaway. Um... It, this song actually kind of, in a weird sort of way, reflects the ideals of uh, I want to see the world. In like a, in like a weird sort of contrived way. I, I'll admit I'm reaching a little bit, but, you know, it's about the world and kind of looking past the, uh, looking past the surface and seeing, you know, that this place isn't all, you know, sunshine and lollipops, right? Um, and then the feature, the feature, I think, what was his name? Richard. Silk Animus. Um, pretty, pretty well done feature. 
um they were talking about how they uh they you know they tried eating more greens they tried talking to some someone about the way they've been feeling they tried uh um there was another thing i can't quite remember and then he said it didn't work and then he says well i'm going to start buying lottery tickets maybe that'll work right so it's this cycle of like when you're feeling bad you try all these things to um you know to make yourself feel better and then when you turn to something that um when it, when he says maybe I'll start buying lottery tickets, I feel like the um, implication there is that it's on a regular basis, you know, kind of a problem, sort of an addiction, sort of thing, a gambling addiction type of deal. Um, oftentimes, in times of, um, I can't think of the right weird word, but you know, in times when things are bad, people will turn to bad things, and sometimes. And that that's just that's that's a cycle in our world and you know hopefully that's uh something that silk animus or silkus anus silk animus yes hopefully that's something that they can get past i don't know if that's a, that's the truth to themselves or not but um yeah this song was really interesting really kind of shined a light on like i said a very similar theme um and moral to the world his previous album, um, which was the last episode, if you do want to go check that out. Um, with that being said, we're going to get on to the next song, which is uh, What's the AQI of This Bong Rip? Um, so I'm going to go listen to that, and I'll get back to you afterwards. See you around. Um, so this song, it was it was short. It was only a minute and 17 seconds. It was clearly sort of a play on you know, the club banger sort of sound. It was like, it was like what's the AQI of that bong rip? And it had a dude in the background going like, yeah, after like doing like ad libs and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, um, but it mentioned that uh, Jordan's looking hard at that P&L. I'm not exactly sure what P&L is. Um, I'm going to Google it. Maybe that can provide me some context there. Um, and then it mentioned someone called Derek and said they're not drinking on the weekdays. They're doing well. Um, I'm not exactly sure who Derek is, nor am I sure who Jordan is, but I know Jordan was. Look up. Now, think. Profit and loss. I'm just going to tell you the traders for the open positions you're people. Um, okay, so it's just how much money they're making and or losing. Um, interesting. Okay, that, I didn't think that's what it was going to mean, but interesting. Um, but yeah, overall this song was kind of fun. It seemed kind of fun in all, in all uh, on all fronts. <laughs> um, so I don't really have anything else to touch on for this one. Uh, we're gonna move on to uh, one of the songs I was most excited for. It's called Drake Diss. Um, so let's hop into that one. I know he mentions Pusha T in this one. Um, the story of Adidon is one of my favorite disses of all time, and just one one of my favorite songs. There it was for a while. I haven't listened to it yet, but we will see. So I'm, I'm gonna hop into that, and I'll get back to you here in a moment. So I was a big fan of the first 
minute and 40 seconds of this song. Um, it's like two minutes, just over. Um, I really liked how it was like a diss. It was like an anti-diss. <laughs> um, a lot of this was him kind of... Now, he, he kept referring to him as Jimmy. I'm going to assume that was this character on Degrassi. Uh, going to break Jimmy grassy. Yes, he was. He kept saying, "Yes, you forgot about 2006." So yes, break was Jimmy on grassy. Um, but he essentially just kept saying, "Like you were acting wonderfully." <laughs> Well, he said compared to Brad Pitt, so unless that was a dig on Brad Pitt, I mean, I feel like that's probably a compliment, right? Um, oh, he, he talks about how he's acting wonderfully, and he has a kid, and that's awesome. He kind of put, it seemed like he was pushing, <laughs> pushing Pusha T's, um, you know, insults and, uh, and diss off as uh, just being jealous of being less successful. Um so it it was cool. It was like an anti diss. Um, but then at the end he kinda just said that capitalism sucked. And not even in like a particularly clever way. He just kinda said it. And like I, I understand that like there there is a point to that in that like in that it carries over and like, you know, you can just release a song and then sit at home for months and make money off it without doing much I think was what he was trying to say but I just think that kind of came out of nowhere still um, like it seemed like he had a really fun song here that could have just been fun um, and then he just threw that in at the end to like get the, put, get the moral across you know what I mean so that, that the end of this song fell flat for me a little bit but Overall, I was pretty impressed. Um, so yeah, overall, I'm I'm pretty well enjoying this. I don't know if I'd say I'm enjoying it more than uh, more than Revenge, per se, but I'm definitely definitely enjoying it. Um, that was the first half of the album. Um, the next song is Sorry I Can't Look You in the Eye. Um, this title is in all lowercase whereas everything else has capitals. Um, so I assume there's some sort of significance to this one. Um, this is the start of the second half of the album, so I'm expecting it to kick off with a little bit of a bang. Um, so we'll see if that's the case. I will see you in just a moment. Okay, so this one both felt like a lot and a little. <laughs> um, and I, I hope I kind of, I hope you understand what I mean when I say that. This song didn't feel like it was <sighs> I feel like I learned a lot from this song. Um I'm just going to tell you about the song cuz I can't really think of a way to compose the words that I want to right now. Um this song felt like um him just kind of talking. Um, and by talking, I mean screaming. Um, he touched on um, Jordan being unable to look him in the eyes. 
Um, I, and then, you know, it talks about, um, in turn, having this inner conflict and something's wrong with my mind. And then at the end, it's revealed he can't look in like a waitress or a clerk in the eyes. Um, and it's just, it's a lot of, uh, There's clearly something going on with um, Oba Johnson's mental state, and I think that's been clear um, over the past two episodes, this one and the one prior. Um, but it, it's to the fact to the point where you can't even look someone in the eye is pretty um, pretty damning, um, and it also touches more on Jordan being this sort of uh, this weird kind of bad mysterious figure. Can't look him in the eyes. He's really dismissive of his issues. We found that out in the last album. Um, and um, Hobo Johnson feels really dependent on Jordan. He really depends on him um, to the point where it's like sort of like a drug, like an addiction, right? And so this song continues to paint a pretty bad picture of this Jordan person, whoever that may be, if it's even a real person. Um, it's a uh, it's pretty uh pretty heavy stuff but at the same time i also feel like he just said the same thing to me over and over but he did and didn't i, I it's hard to describe without it's just hard to describe to be completely honest with you um i really liked it but it was um it was a lot it was a lot a little with that being said, I think it's just best to move on to the next track, um, called Villain of Himself. So, I will see you after I listen to that one. Um, this song was, uh, definitely got the most, um, the most reaction out of me in a few ways. Um, to start, I can't think of the last time an instrumental... Um, just focusing on the musical aspect of this alone, like leaving the lyrics and his voice out of it, um, just strictly the instruments. Um, I can't remember the last time it made me feel that uncomfortable. I'm not sure exactly how it was done, but when I say it felt like things were crawling down my back listening to that piece of music, um, that would be an understatement. Um, on top of that, that was just an absolute flood um, he just let the river run, so to speak, um, of, you know, anger and sadness. You know, he talks about how he wishes someone, someone cared, um, and about how he drinks, uh, he pretends that drinking is the only option left, um, make it easier on himself, right? Um, really powerful stuff. Um, you know, it's a lot to uh, take in, to right? Um, it's, you know, it's pretty heavy, <laughs> as you can imagine. Um, so just trying to listen to that, and especially coming off a song. Oh wait, no, sorry. I was about to say, especially coming off a song like Drake Diss, but that was two songs ago. Um. Yeah. Wow. I mean. 
He's saying he's becoming just like his father. So, I mean, presumably his father drank, I think, is the implication there. Um, I, I don't even know what to say, to be completely honest. I, I think I've said my piece on it, and I'm still unpacking it in my head right now. Um, but, you know, like, wow. <laughs> that was um, That was definitely a doozy. Um, and to think that following this one up, there is a six and a half minute track. Um, oh, geez. It says, Why Socialism by Albert Einstein. But then in brackets, it says, Edited for Length. You're telling me the six and a half minute track was edited down for length? This ought to be good. Um, you know, this album is. Uh, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say it's better overall, but I think the highs and the lows are more extreme on this album, that's for sure. Um, so I'll get back to you after I've listened to um, Why Socialism by Albert Einstein. Yeah, in a moment. Okay, so um, I definitely enjoyed that song, but... I would almost equate it more to a uh, spoken word than a song. Um, and even that doesn't feel right, because um, it wasn't like rhyming or anything. And I know spoken word doesn't necessarily have to, but you know, spoken word typically has this um, sort of like, um, I don't know exactly how to describe it. Inflection is not, not what I want to use, but this sort of cadence. Cadence is the word I'm looking for. Spoken word usually is spoken like this, talked like that, they point out points, point by point, and you know, they, they've got this, they've got a cadence to it. Uh, this was Hobo Johnson just talking, um, and he was reflecting on some sort of article written by, apparently, Albert Einstein um, about the evil of capitalism and why socialism is the way to go, essentially, um, and it was him just reading it for six and a half minutes. Um, you know, there was some really interesting stuff in there. You know, they touch on, uh, they touch on how capitalism, the people who are at the top of the chain to this day, um, are the people that came here and conquered the land that we live on. That is just the sad, sad truth of it, um, is that, you know, the people who are at the absolute top of this country, um, come from the bloodline of, you know, people who you know, captured and enslaved and killed the people who lived here before us um, and took over land that does not belong to us. Um, and, you know, that's it's awful, but it's the case, right? And how they institute that we came and discovered this land in, you know, textbooks and stuff like that, but they, they don't touch on until very recently in some textbooks never touched on you know the hardcore and graphic and disturbing truth of how North America was taken over by Europe essentially um, so he touches on that a lot and just how um, you know, just a lot of points as to why capitalism is evil, right? 
Um, and I, I didn't know Albert Einstein. Oh, there was one other thing I wanted to touch on, and it's how he equated um, someone who looks at, at astrology, um, or I think astronomy. Astronomy is the study of of actual stars, and astrology is the study of like horoscope or whatever. It's it's the study of stars. Um, so whatever one that is, he said, the, the he was talking about them and like economists and comparing them because they both um, look at the laws of their respective universe or their respective realm, like something like that. And I just found that kind of interesting. Um. But yeah, I just I never knew Einstein wrote something like that. Um, quite fascinating, actually. I'll have to look into it and see if it's see if that's an actual. Well, I, I have no, I believe it's not an actual. But just read into it and see what was said, because it said edited for length, and now I see why. I imagine he didn't read the entire article. So maybe I'll look into that and see exactly what he wrote. It should be. It was a very interesting song. Musically, it was very nice. There was a very calm. Piano in the background that just looped, um, and that was a very nice, played very nice, very nice piano track in the background. Overall, just just a really nice track, a really good penultimate track. Um, I don't know if I like it more than Song Nine, which was the penultimate track on Revenge. It was definitely not a bad penultimate track, that's for sure. Um, so similarly to Revenge. The final song is called Outro, and coming up, um, I'm assuming he will not be uh, advertising another new album. Boom 2 was probably enough for him, but you know, who knows? Um, I'll get back to you after that. Okay, so he actually did advertise another album, but we'll get into that at the end. Um, it was the same voice as the end of Revenge. Uh, it came in, it talked about how... Um, he says, what have you learned? I want to hear you say it. And then there was kind of this chilling moment where it was just silence. Um, and then it was like, well, I learned um, that it's taboo to talk about socialism and it's bad to question democracy and stuff like that. Oh, I didn't expect this to go there. Um, and again, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but it was just with that voice up, I, I never expect serious discussion. <laughs> um, that like, I don't know why I just spoke in like him, but uh, whenever I hear that voice, I, I never expect, you know, this, I never expect something serious, so that was kind of weird. But, um, yeah, it was, uh, and, then he, and then he says, um, and then he says, keep an eye out for Hobo Johnson's next album, uh, Hobo Johnson Experiments with Sound. And then it was like, the first track, yes. And then it cuts to Hobo Johnson going like, Yes, yes, yes. Um, you're welcome for everyone who has headphones on. You are very welcome for that. Um, and then it cuts away and he's like, And then the follow-up track, no. He's like, no! What, are you kidding? No! And then it says, And finally, third track of the album, maybe. Oh my gosh, I, I don't know, maybe. And it's got this like super intense music in the background. And, you know, I really don't know if I want him to release that or not. I think that would be pretty funny. But um, anyway, then the song wraps up and 
overall this album was uh you know i i preferred revenge overall um but this album definitely felt more fun i felt like i had a better time just sitting down and listening to this one um whereas revenge um it kind of took a lot out of me energy wise to uh listen to that one which is not necessarily a bad thing but it, you know it's this one you know i'm just kind of chilling here after work I decided to sit down and listen to a podcast, not a podcast, uh, listen to an album, um, and I, I could kind of chill through it. Like, I listened to it, I was able to take something away from it, but I also just enjoyed it, you know? So overall, I did like Revenge better, but this is like a relatively close second. Um, with that being said, I wanted to thank all of you for tuning in. A little bit of a shorter episode here uh, this week. Um... This, uh, this Saturday, I apologize, I'm in between houses right now, so I'm trying to cram out episodes um, as quickly as possible. Um, by, uh, by next Saturday, I will be in my new house um, and hopefully uh, be able to record better quality episodes. I think by next Saturday, I'll actually be having um, the plan right now, is I believe to have... Uh, university student Michael Tellum on. Um, he's a music student at St. Evax University. Um, so that'll be really exciting. Be our first guest. I'm going to bring him on and talk to him about some of his pieces that he's worked on. That should be a lot of fun. But um, yeah, uh, if you're watching this on Spotify, thanks for the download. Um, <laughs> I said that again. Thanks for the stream. Download it if you'd like, share it if you'd like. I'm on YouTube. If you liked it, make sure you subscribe, like, comment, um, and share. If you're on Anchor, thanks for the stream. Um, and yeah, make sure to check out my Patreon if you're interested in exclusive content, uh, power to vote over the topic of future episodes, and your name listed at the end of every episode. Um, speaking of, I would like to thank my Patreons uh, or my patrons for this episode, uh, Ewan McDuff and Kyle Coughlin. Thank you, guys. Thank you to everyone who listened, um, and I'll see you guys around. Bye.